I actually want to take some time in opening the service. It's been a it's been a it's been a packed four days: Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It's been packed for us. I don't know if it's been packed for you. We went out on Sunday as a congregation. How many of you were able to to go out after the service and just see how the Lord used you? Okay, one, two, three. Good, good. Four. Well, we, we did that after a, uh, a wonderful encouragement by Andrew and ministry time and worship and just kind of took that presence and had that presence lead us. And so, and then on Monday, we actually had a, a regional pastors gathering here. I was back in this room at 7 a.m. on Monday. It felt like another Sunday. <laughs> I, was, I get here around 7 on Sundays and... I got up on Monday, I was like, this is strange, but it feels like a Sunday round two. <laughs> it was another service. And the Lord has laid on our hearts um, and has given us some direction that when 400 pastors gather in unity and lay down their ministries and come alongside one another to be about the kingdom and Jesus's will for our region, that God's going to honor that sin revival. And we just had that sense in our spirit since 2019. So we've been gathering pastors about every two months or so and sharing with them this vision. And, and we have about 100 ministries represented at this time, wouldn't you say, around that? Yeah. Uh, more than 100 ministries represented. Yeah, ministries and churches. And so not all 100 of those were there on Monday, but about 70 were. And, um, and we worship, and then we just listened and declared what God is doing and prayed into it. So that was the beginning of our three-day fast, and I would call that kind of our first fasting prayer meeting. And uh, it was beautiful. So we're going to share some things from that. And then we had a prayer meeting on Tuesday and a prayer meeting on Wednesday concerning uh, just during this fast, and sorry, I'm, I might be a little foggy tonight, <laughs> but just during the, the fast. And so we want to share some of the things that we've felt the Lord has said over this last three days and, uh, and then pray into it. Uh, but before we do that, I want to kind of back up to Sunday. And we just want to take time to share some testimonies of what the Lord did on Sunday and give you a chance. No one's, I haven't talked to anyone, so this is all, y'all hearing this for the first time all together. Uh, but if you want to share something that the Lord did, specifically on Sunday when you went out to minister, um, we want to make room for that right now. We all have testimonies about our lives and things that have happened in the past, but this is specifically for what happened on Sunday. And we, if you could give the Reader's Digest version, that would be awesome, says the preacher. You're like, you give us the Reader's Digest version sometime. <laughs> so, I know it's kind of awkward, but we're just going to kind of wait. Anyone want to share? Ah, Sharon is going to be our first one to share. Boom, shh, come on. That was funny, guys. That was terrible, but it was funny. <laughs> awesome. Now, I'm going to hold the mic just because I'm going to just do this with everyone, okay? That way, if I like kind of feel like an interjection or like, hey, would you repeat that again? Um, so everyone is going to have... The Marcus mic stand. We could have Mike come up, and he, he, he could actually be a mic stand. Get it? Mic stand. They're just bad. They're just bad. So go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. So um, this Sunday we went Marcus and um, Nathan and Jonathan, um, Jeremy, and then Greg, and then we had um, um, Stephanie and her son. Oh, Victoria and her son. Oh, Dan. Yeah. And so um, we went up to Denver, um, to Central Park, is it? Uh, the Civic Center. Yeah, Center Park. And then uh, we were just praying at, um, with several churches, community churches that were up there. Um, we took our bags, and, and it was just very powerful um, to be able to, first of all, to see um, how people are just in bondage, and, and you've got people that are strung out, people that are actually 
twin drugs right there in front of you, which is sad, but um, it was just beautiful to be able to see the love of the Father just being extended to them. Um, the last um, lady that we were praying with, um, as, I mean, we were just surrounding her, and she just, she was just really receiving. I mean, you could just, I could just see how God's love was just pouring on her. Um, and when she finally kind of came to, and we stopped praying, she's like, oh my gosh, she's like, I didn't know that there was this amount of people surrounding me. You know, she was just so full of, of the Father's love. And so um, I got her information. I was just sharing with um, Mike that I, I emailed her just to kind of check up with her um, because we had shared with her some information about some um, homeless shelters. And so I wanted to give her more information and in concrete so that she could be able to do that. Um, but it was just really neat. I mean, here I am. Um, I mean, with Jeremy, Jeremy has autism, and he's just on fire for God. He just loves the Lord. He just goes out, you know, and he just prays for people. And to be able to to see my son, um, who can be definitely one of them, you know, anytime, um, and me, you know, and then just to see his love for just praying for people and deliverance and just healing, um, and just to see um, Mike's kids and, and Marcus' kids, and, and we're all just there, just loving on people who um, don't know who the love, you know, who God is and who are, who truly loves them, you know, um, and that just really um, kind of ministered to my heart, just to be able to do that. Um, so, yeah. thank you, Cher. Uh, I want to share something about Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This. This is, I mean, this was powerful. I'm gonna cry when I share it. So, so I was with Sharon and we took a group down to Civic Park. I know my sign said Inglewood. Civic Park is not in Inglewood. <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah, we shipped it, but we, we felt everyone was in agreement. So we felt to go to Civic Park and, um, and it took some, it took some time. It, it, we, we arrived at the park, we were, handing out blessing bags. We were asking the Lord to, to lead us. And, and, and right away, it just, you know, it, it, it wasn't glorious right away. It was, there were, we had some awkward conversations. We had some, um, some people that, you know, didn't want to talk to us at all. And no, don't pray for me. Get out of here. You know, and so, and you just kind of got to endure that and continue to stay steadfast and see what the Lord does, you know, but in, after we were there for about 30 minutes, we gathered up into a group and we're just sharing what the Lord did, praying for one another just for a minute before we dispersed again. But I looked over and I, I thought, where's, where's Jeremy? And I look over and Jeremy is laying his, oh, he's not laying his hands on this guy yet, but he's, he's talking to this guy. And this guy's really listening to him. And then... Jeremy goes, uh, sir, can I ask you to close your eyes? And the guy closed his eyes. And Jeremy said, repeat after me. And the guy said, okay, you know. And Jeremy starts to lead this young man to the Lord. And he's, he said, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. And this guy, is, his hands are out. And he is actually his hands are not his hands are holding his back, but his head is lifted and his eyes are shut and he's speaking directly to the Lord. And I, I go up and, and I'm just I lay a hand on him. But and the presence of God, guys, was so thick. I start crying. My son Hudson comes up. He starts crying. We're just like, whoa, what is going on? And Jeremy, bold Jeremy, just leads this guy to the Lord. And then I would actually say from that moment, from about that five minutes, the presence of the Lord just, start, just started to fill the park. Um, just because we're, we're, uh, we're in the same story. From that moment, I look over and there's a man sitting on the corner and I just felt led to, to go up and talk to him. And I sit down beside him. This is, you know, we've been at the park now for a little bit, and and I hadn't got any traction with anyone. No one wanted to hear the love of God, hear about Jesus, or to be prayed for. 
you start to question your salvation in some moments. Um, <laughs> how many of you guys are with me? Yeah? No, not your salvation. But, um, so I sit down next to this guy, John, and, and I had a picture when I was praying earlier that morning, morning of me sitting down next to a person and just asking him to share a story. And so as I'm walking to this man, I go, oh, maybe this is the guy, you know? So I just had that memory. So I sat down and I said, hey, would you share with me your story? After I had asked him if he'd like some, we were passing out fruit punch. We had given away all the food, partnering with the Southern Ministry, those down there. And so all we had was fruit punch left. So would you like some fruit punch? No, I don't, I don't want any fruit punch. I'm good. And I just said, oh, okay. And I sat down next to him with two cups of fruit punch. I said, I bet you have an awesome story. What's your story? And he starts to share with me about um, how he was in a sober living program and he left two months earlier, made a bad decision, went to Las Vegas, and now he's back. And he's like, I made a bad decision. And we had gotten a word in the car as we were praying to him as we were driving down there, that there was gonna be new mercies for today. You guys remember that old song? Let your mercies flow from heaven. Sweet mercies flow from heaven. New mercies for today. Shower on down, Lord, as we pray. It was a song in the 90s that I, I grew up on. Well, someone just said, I just, get, I just had this chorus, and they started singing that new mercies chorus. When he shared with me that he had messed up, I said, John, there are new mercies in Jesus for you today. Today is a day that you can receive fresh mercy. And from then on, it was just a party. He was so receptive, and we prayed for his healing. Mike came in at the 11th hour and led him to Jesus. It was just awesome, because, you know, we were talking for about 30 minutes, and then the group just starts to come around. And then the guy gave his heart and life back to the Lord. And, um, and the guy was like, well, Mike, why don't you come up and share about Sarah? After that, and then anyone else uh, who wants to share on what the Lord did on Sunday? Actually, why don't we, we'll just pause right here. Anyone want to come up? Come on. Good, man. Come on. Why not? Well, we've got a cool story. He's got a cool story. I would come to you, but I, the lighting for the cameras is a little better here, so. Oh, hold on. Get on the microphone before you. Yeah, come on, come on, come on. But the guys on mine can Yeah, yeah. Oh. So we went um, just over here to the uh, apartments. What are the name of the apartments? The senior living? Oakwood. Oakwood, yeah. We met a man there two, three weeks ago, whenever we went. Anyway, his name's Steve. So I, I'm fairly bold, but I, have, I did something I've never done. And I'm believing in faith that I'll see a result. But anyway, uh, Steve was, uh, he grew up uh, Lutheran. He, uh, he would call himself agnostic, and um, he was, he's legally blind because his, his retina is detached, uh, basically, is what it boils down to. I don't know why. He, he, you, I'm waiting for the, you know, the, the, he can see thing. That's still my prayer, and uh, that's my prayer request. But, but so he was so, um, he was so happy that we stopped by, you know, and just shared God's love with him. And, um, and we got to pray for him, and nobody had ever prayed. And he had, he had all kind of excuses as to why he wasn't going to be healed. He was you know, born this way, whatever. We said, it doesn't matter. Wow. You know? But he led us. The point is he led us. Wow. So I have never, um, I've prayed for people, but I had never prayed anything near that. You know, I mean, I, just God's boldness came over me, and it encouraged me. I guess I, to whatever degree I need my little mustard seed of faith. It encouraged me that, you know, I just, this is going to happen, and, and I still don't doubt it. So we went back last Sunday to pray for Steve, and, and, um, and we asked how he's doing, and, and he's, he's, his countenance has changed. You know, we, we've talked about the Lord, and um, he's, he, he's processing. So keep Steve in your prayers. So after that, uh, this, is kind of a, this is kind of the fun thing. We have a... For the last 30 years, we um, nobody here probably knows me. We're just new there. I'm Bob, and my wife Sharon. There we go. Um, so, yeah, there we go. Hi, Bob. Yeah. So we um, we've had young people in our home for a long time, and they're like our stepkids. 
You know, they were from diapers all the way up. They're in their 20s now, but we've had home groups and outreaches. And there's a Russian church up in uh, Aurora, kind of, it, it's not a good part of Aurora, it's Mississippi and I-25, or I, excuse me, 225. And um, Sharon had made a rain. They go out, and there's a group of young people that they're going out and ministering at the Aurora Mall, which is, um, it's okay, but it's, 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 it can be trouble a little bit. But anyway, so the, the message yesterday was about the journey, or last week was about the journey. The, the intent was this young people wanted us to go with, and we said we would. So there's a group of young people, and Sharon and I went. And uh, so they went on their outreach, and they were a little nervous. So they not... David is, uh, is one of the, the, the boys who is with us, and he's, he's, he's going to be a minister. He's, 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 he leads people to the Lord, and he's seen healings. It's amazing. But anyway, um, so my stories are also long. Um, so, reader job. I'm working on it. Yeah. So we, we went out, and um, the journey was the, the part of the process. We never made it to the mall. So, but we did notice along 225, uh, just like this homeless encampment. So when we went to get the young kids, they're all Russian from the Russian community. And we all went over there and we, I said, hey, I think we know where we're supposed to go. You guys wanna go here? And they're all like, yeah, let's go. So we went over, parked the car, and we're walking like right on 225, you know, in between the barriers and into the encampment. And everybody's in the tents, all the young people are just on fire and they're, they're talking about Jesus and they're praying for people and they're, they're wanting to see all kinds of stuff happen. And their hearts are open. Nobody, nobody steps into their home. Their home is this little, scruffy place that nobody goes and they were so um, they let their guard down enough that we could share God's love and we got to pray for them and we got to um, we got to they experienced some of the gals were weeping and, and God was touching them and we you know we asked about salvation and and um, they, they weren't quite ready for that but some of them actually they knew the gospel their their their, their stories all involve uh, praying grandma and so that's kind of where I'm going to try to end the story here. So we, we had finished all that, and it was an awesome time, and we were going to leave. And coming down the street um, was this massive guy. This guy is, you don't want to, uh, if, you, if you were in a dark alley, you would walk on the other side. This guy is like, you know, door jam big, right? And he is carrying bottled water. And he goes by, and he goes right into the tent that we were just at. And we're like, oh, look, he's going to get a double dose. And so, you know, we weren't sure what was going on. So he comes back. His name is Samuel. And Samuel has an amazing testimony. And this is where I, this is the story I wanted to share. Samuel uh, has been walking with the Lord for about 30 days. Wow. Uh, when was Mother's Day? May, May 9th? So, so, Samuel, so Samuel, Samuel, the power of a praying grandmother is kind of what I wanted to encourage everybody Samuel was at a church service. He just felt led to go. Oh, wait. The day before, um, he, uh, he had an encounter with the Lord. The guy, the guy was heroin, hard drugs, um, basically, and he was addicted. And in an instant, he had a, he had a remembrance of his brother. His brother uh, was killed uh, in, uh, tragically. And, and he, had a, he had a, but his brother was, was always preaching. To him about heaven and he had God God came to him and shared a, you know an image of his brother and he woke up weeping and in that instant he was delivered wow. from all the hard drugs wow. and he says God what do I want to do? you know what do I got to do here I don't know what's going on I just I know that my brother used to pray for me and I know my mother prays for me so Mother's Day is the next day he he uh, he's in church his mother is like out of state or something she's in church she is praying, and he, 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 you know, he gets up and gives his life to the Lord. And, and he's just like, so he calls his mom and says, Mom, Mom, you know, I did this today. What, you know, and he's like, you know, and she's like, I was praying for you. It's just a glorious day. So 30 days, and he's out. He's, 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 um, he's delivered from all abuse, substance abuse, instantly. And, um, and he's carrying water, and he's out ministering on the streets, sharing he says, I don't know what to call it. I'm just telling people what God did for me, you know? And he says, I got no clue, but I, here you go. And let me tell you what God did for me. That's what he's doing. He's running around one of the hardest places in the Denver metro area, ministering to people on the streets. Wow. And he, he's doing it because God touched him. So anyway, there's the short. I just love that. Wow. <laughs> wow. That is so cool. 
Wow. Did you guys get, Sharon, did you guys get his contact information? He's in touch with the Russian church. Wow. Praise God. Well, I just want to, you know, what you guys did as a mother and a father, you got a bunch of young people who wanted to do it, but were probably a little, a little scared, a little intimidated. But because you guys said, yeah, we'll go with you and helped them to go and was alongside them. You were discipling those young people in evangelism and in ministry and in preaching the gospel just by being willing to go with them. Sharon, you and your son, just by being willing to go. And then Victoria and Daniel were alongside you, this other mother and, and, and son. Come on up. Yeah. 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 But I just want to honor that that is discipleship. Just come with me. I don't have it all figured out. I'm not a pro at this, but we're just going to do this together. And that is beautiful. So Jeremy and I have not stopped um, just because of the, the times, um, let's say the cold weather and stuff, um, going out um, on Easter Sunday. I said, Jeremy, what do you want to do? He's like, I want to go to the 16th Street Mall to give away candy to people. And so that's what we did. And of course, at that time, everything was still closed. And he's like, no, we're just going to go out. Mom, we're just going to give away candy to people, to homeless people. And so he just thought, it's like, what do you think about this part? And he's like, mm, yeah, the Lord said yes. And so he just gave them, he's like, can I pray for you? And he just prayed for people. And so this is like a lifestyle that I'm doing. And I'm praying. I'm like, Lord, I want Jeremy's boldness. So, because he just goes out and he'll just, I mean, he'll pray for people. I mean, it's scary. I'll go to like Whole Foods and he's like, mom, I'm going to go pray. I'm like, here he is, you know, praying for this goth girl in the middle of the aisle. And she's like one of the clerks. It's scary, but I love it. That's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Hey, Sharon, just what you're doing with Jeremy, pray for us that we would have that same strength as him. So, Father God, I want to thank you, Lord. Thank you for our willingness, Lord Jesus, to do, to do your will, Lord Jesus, and to pray for, for those who don't know you, Lord. I just pray, Lord Jesus, that you give us Jeremy's boldness, Lord, that you show us how it is not to have you, Lord, and to know and the fear, Lord Jesus, of, of who you are and, and to understand how much you love us and, and that without you, Lord Jesus, there is nothing but with you, Father, there is nothing impossible. So, Father God, I just pray that you awaken us to know and to, to just pray for everyone that you put in our path, Lord, and that you do it, Lord Jesus, in a way that it is understanding, Lord Jesus, just having the knowledge of you, of who you are and what it is that you want to do in people. So do it, Lord Jesus, by guiding us, by um, structuring our lives and our daily understanding of what it is that you desire in us and through us, Lord Jesus, and, and speak to us directly for people and just give us grace, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your holy presence, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sharon. Awesome. Um, we'll just, anyone else want to share? So just on uh, going back to the testimony with Sharon, after we talked with John, um, Mike actually prayed and, and John gave his life to the Lord. And, and I continued to talk with John and Mike turned around and started talking with this lady that had come up to him and asking him for water. Just sought him out, looked right at him and said, hey, do you have any water? I'm thirsty. Um, and... He said, come on up. You, see, you share this part, and then I'll break in in, the, in that other part. Yeah, let me just So we came up with, we brought somebody, uh, just a friend who had never been out before, never done this before, kind of a new believer. And, and so he's like, can I just go out with you? I'm like, of course. And uh, we were telling him at the very beginning, he said, you know, one of the things I've seen is it's not like you, you jump into this thing and everything's glorious. It's kind of like, like Marcus was saying, you hit wall after wall after wall, but you just kind of press in. You just keep going, keep going. And I said, you watch. 
we're going to be going. We're going to kind of pray for this person. We'll pray for that person. It'll just kind of, it, it's good. And then all of a sudden, you're going to feel like the presence of the Lord, that things are going to hit. And I don't know why, but it, I mean, it's, it's, it's that if you continue, and sometimes if you, if you kind of, like you have that tendency, like I'm just, okay, we're done. It's just not working. But I feel that it's that perseverance, like just, just push through it. And then, and then all of a sudden, there's that one. It's like if you ever play golf. It's a really bad game until you have that one shot, and you're like, there it is. <laughs> that's how it is <laughs> for you golfers. Uh, that's how it is when you hit that one all of a sudden. And this is what happened is we got over there, and, and this guy, John, was sitting there, and I, I just felt the presence of the Lord just come on me, and I was like, oh, this guy's going to receive the Lord right now. And, just, and I almost felt like I stole it away. I was like, <laughs> but, uh, but just went after it, and he received the Lord. Turned around. As, as Marcus said, there's this lady, young lady, and she just says, hey, do you have any water? And I said, yeah, sure. I've got water. <laughs> Let's talk. And uh, I gave her water, and she was so thirsty uh, on drugs. You know, uh, she's downtown and uh, dehydrated. Yeah, so she's coming off, and you can just tell, like, she's just been through it. She's been through a lot. And uh, she sits down. I just sat down next to her and just started talking to her. And, and uh, but we got her, her name was Sarah, and I just said, I feel like, um, as we were praying for her, I said, I feel like um, you've walked away, you were close to the Lord at one point and walked away, and she said, yeah, and, um, and so right then, uh, Mark, well, this is where Marcus and Hudson, his son, and uh, another guy, Jonathan, they were driving up, and, and they're just asking the Lord, Lord, just show us what, who we're going to, who we're going to minister to, and, um, and they were feeling like that there was this this lady that they were going to meet and that she had walked away from the Lord. And then as, as they're still driving up, uh, Jonathan's with them and he goes, yeah, I think her name is Sarah. And so now here we are, we're sitting with this girl, Sarah, who's walked away from the Lord and uh, really walked away from the Lord. And, uh, and Marcus goes, I want you to know something, that God knew that this, this was going to happen right here. And, and he actually had your name, he had your story, and she was blown away. She was blown away by this whole thing. And so whereas I kind of jumped in and, and uh, led this guy John to the Lord, Marcus jumped back in, <laughs> and he led this girl Sarah to the Lord. And it was so beautiful. She, she came to the Lord, and she was, just, she was just overwhelmed and crying and just going. She kept going, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. So it was... It was just a beautiful time. It was all in like kind of right at the end of the time that we were there. Um, but it was just that it hit right there. That was the that was that hole in one where you hit the ball and it was perfect, perfect shot. <laughs> and it was so the Lord. It was such a blessing. It's so cool. So awesome. Yes. So just be encouraged. Know that when when and I think this is something that we're we're, we're trying not to just do in one moment or in, on one Sunday, but we're just trying to make a lifestyle of it. And we want to we be listening at the gas station. We want to be listening at the supermarket and just being obedient. All God is asking of us is to be obedient to his voice. And then he waters, he plants, he brings the increase, but he does use us. And, and so... This isn't, if you're, you know, hearing this and going, man, I didn't go out or I haven't done that in a while. Or just don't receive any, there's no condemnation, there's no guilt. It's, it's encouragement to go just grab some friends. It's actually really better to do it in a group than to do it by yourself. Um, it's just more fun and, and there's someone to bounce things off and to pray with. And Jesus sent out the disciples two by two, I think, for a reason. And, uh, and so, anyway. Don't miss this opportunity. I feel like, I know there's a lot of people even on Sunday morning that just, like, they're like, ah, I'm not going to go out. And, and I feel like it's, what we're doing is we're learning a new lifestyle of how we're called to live. Um, and so it, this isn't even just about going out on Sundays. It's not like, well, I just don't have time to, that's fine. Go out on Monday. Go out on Tuesday. Go out on Wednesday. Um, we have blessing bags here. We have, we have so much food here, uh, and it's a great thing. You can take, we have, if you know anyone with small children, um, 
we've got these, we have like six pallets of baby food. We need to get, we need to get it out. And uh, so use it as an opportunity to take it over to somebody and say, hey, can we just bless you with this? And as, you, as they receive it, say, can I just pray a blessing over you? And just leave it at that. And sometimes watch what the Lord does. You begin to pray and then God begins to speak. And all of a sudden, there's something. There's a reason why you're there. God sets you up for a, for a purpose. And we got to remember that it's not our abilities, it's not our great wisdom, it's not our great prayers that are going to do this. It's our obedience, and then let, allowing God to move through us. It's His power. It's His strength. It's His might. It's it's His goodness that's revealed. All we are are the conduit. And uh, a lot of times we're, we're not very good-looking conduits. We're just messy conduits that just, it's like battery cables. Like, he's the, he's the power, and we're the rest of the old battery cables. Uh, but, but the power is what's amazing. And, and all we have to do is link up with him and watch what he does. So I just want to encourage you. Uh, we have, I mean, another opportunity. Let me just say this. Another opportunity. Saturday. I was just looking at Carrie over here, and I was like, oh, Saturday mornings, 9 to 11, we have the food bank. And uh, you're all welcome. Just come. Be a part of it. And uh, we have, again, we give five to 10,000 pounds of food out every Saturday, and families drive up. We've got cars driving up, and uh, we have people inside putting boxes together, and we have people outside just praying over people. Everyone gets prayed for. And uh, we, had, we had people... Uh, the, just this past uh, Saturday, we had people that were healed, uh, people that gave their life to the Lord. Uh, Carrie was one, as, as this young lady came in for the first time, she got uh, radically healed. Uh, three years, the doctors could not figure out what was going on with her legs. She was in serious pain. And the Lord showed me that she, her legs were burning and she, in, in pain. And, uh, and so I told her that her legs were burning. And she goes, yes. How did you know? I go, I didn't know. The Lord told me. But, uh, but I said, now that he's told me, he wants to heal it. And so right there, she was healed. And then after that happened, of course, her heart's so open to the Lord. And I just said, do you want to know Jesus? And she's, it wasn't a big, long, let me tell you about him. Let me give you the 20 reasons why you need to know Jesus. She said, yes, <laughs> of course I do. He just healed me. And the, literally, the doctors could not figure it out for three years. And she was instantly healed. And uh, when things like that happen, when the power of God hits, uh, it, it just opens up the door of opportunity. But then Carrie was there, and I'm like, Carrie, come here. And, and this, is the, this is the part we need to remember is don't just, <laughs> it's like we catch, we do the catch and then release. And we're like, well, good luck. <laughs> and we're never meant to do that. We're meant to come alongside, love these people, disciple them, train them up, uh, help them walk through. It's like if, if, we, if we just say, hey, you're going to say this prayer, now you know Jesus, good luck. They're not going to have very good luck. <laughs> it's going to be a rough ride for them. But if we can come alongside them and say, hey, can I just, can I get your number and walk alongside you? It, it just, that's that opportunity to strengthen them in the Lord, to walk alongside them. And when they're struggling, that we're there for them. So Carrie's the one that came up and uh, got to meet this girl, Lisa, and, and they connected. And she's taken her to lunch. Did you take her to lunch? Did you get a chance to yet? Not yet. Okay. So they've, they've got a lunch date scheduled, and, um, going out to lunch, and just, just connecting. And uh, so, anyway, that's the encouragement. Yeah, yeah. All right. Amen? So, um, yeah, yeah. So we're going to transition here. And um, if you didn't know, we've been, uh, we kind of called a, not a last minute, but we called it a three-day fast. We were feeling it last week, um, or a few weeks ago, but kind of announced it to the church this week. And some of you have been able to participate in it, and uh, don't feel bad if you had, haven't. Grab the next one. Um, but in this time of drawing near to the Lord and praying, we just felt like the Lord highlights some things that we want to share. Um, this is not planned. We're going to share just kind of from our hearts spontaneously. On, but we've been in the same meetings this whole time. So we've been kind of hearing the same things and, and, and hearing the same themes from the Holy Spirit, what he's been highlighting. Um, something that I'd actually like to start with was um, it came from that 400 gathering 
we're calling it, again, the 400 gathering because we believe 400 pastors are going to come together and walk in unity, and we're going to begin to see a move of the Holy Spirit in our region. Um, but these two themes got highlighted in this meeting. The theme of abiding with Jesus, or if you have, that's the John 15 language, if you have NIV or the New King James Version, or the you have the New King James or the ESV version that says abiding. In the NIV it says remaining, remaining with Jesus, remaining attached to the vine. And an alignment, that's kind of one theme, abiding, remaining, alignment. That we need to stay in close relationship with Jesus. And not just in, uh, in prayer, but in close relationship as we love our neighbor as ourselves as we lay down our life for those around us, as we take up that new commandment that he gives us in John 13. It says, love as I have loved you. And so that was, that was one theme. It was just really, it was really uh, prevalent at the meeting. The other theme was um, this word from Peter Young from Joshua, 1, Joshua chapter 1 through Joshua chapter 6. And basically, Joshua chapter 1, the Lord is commissioning Joshua. He's saying, hey, just like I was with Moses, I'll be with you. And everywhere the soles of your feet touch, I'm going to give you. But, Joshua, you've got to be strong and courageous. And, Joshua, you've got to have that intimacy with me in the secret place. You have to abide in my word. And you have to be strong and courageous. But you're going to go and every place the sole of your feet touches, I'm going to give you in the promised land. And so, of course, that I'm not going to go through the whole progression. But then Joshua finds himself in, uh, finds himself before the commander of the army of God. The commander of God's angel armies in Joshua chapter 5. And, uh, and, and the reason I'm sharing this is because both of these themes came back up today in our, uh, in, our, in our prayer time this Tuesday morning. This theme of abiding and this theme of, uh, actually Tuesday, the theme of abiding came up. And then this today, Wednesday, this theme of, of taking ground and how the Lord is commissioning us to go out and to take ground. Well, Joshua finds himself in front of the commander of God's angel armies. And he goes, hey, are you for us or are you against us? <laughs> God's general, God's commander says, nope, I'm neither. I am the commander of God's armies and I have now come. And then of course Joshua takes off his sandals because he's commanded to, this is holy ground. And he comes alongside this commander's he comes on this commander's side. And then what happens is, is uh, after that, they march around Jericho seven times. And they, after seven days, and they take down the walls of Jericho, or God takes down the walls of Jericho. So I actually want to start there. Um, Mike was sharing something from this today and about this commissioning that he feels like the Lord is doing with us. So Mark, why don't you just start with what you were feeling when Peter said that from the meeting and then just kind of go from there, and I'll jump in. Yeah. We've been in Joshua uh, probably for the past, I would say, yeah, two, three years. And, uh, and, and when the Lord has you in something, I mean, there's just a, there's a, there's a weight on it. There's, like, he's, he's revealing things, and he's revealed so much. And I... The cool part is he's continuing to reveal things. I mean, you've read it. We've read this many times, and it's like, oh, there's more. There's more. So it's, it's really cool. Um, as Peter, who's the, he's the pastor of Bridgeway, uh, it's kind of a brother church of ours that we're in covenant relationship with. Uh, amazing, amazing man. And uh, as we were all gathering together, this was something that the Lord really put on his heart. But, but the, uh, the thing that, that I was seeing here is in, in Joshua 5, the, the commander of the Lord's armies, he, he tells Joshua to take off his sandals. And he says, the place that you are standing on is holy ground. And, um, and it's interesting. So here's Joshua. He's been, in a sense, commissioned by the Lord 
Uh, he's been told, you're gonna go, you're gonna take ground, you're gonna take this territory. <coughs> they've crossed over the Jordan, they've crossed in enemy territory, but they haven't actually had any battles. They haven't attacked anyone. Uh, Jericho is the first battle, but it hasn't happened yet at this point. And so what I was seeing is when, when he took off his sandals, what was happening there is the ground was holy. It was the, the Holy Spirit was actually right there on the ground. And when he took off his sandals, there was an anointing for his feet to actually take territory. So he was told a few chapters before that he was going to take this territory. It was said, it says that I will give you every place that you set your foot as I promised Moses, which is interesting because back in, in Deuteronomy 11, he tells Moses the exact same thing, that I will give you every place that you set your foot. And, uh, and then here he is again. He's, and let me say, with Moses, he does, he does the exact same thing. When you go to Exodus 3, 5, I think it is, um, there's a burning bush. And the Lord says to Moses, take off your sandals. You're on holy ground. And there was an anointing that was released right there. It was the commissioning, but it was actually the point where it was before he had done anything. And this was the moment where he was basically taking on the authority to step into the role that he was called to step into. And I feel like this is where I was feeling like there is a commissioning that I believe the Lord is doing over us. There's been, there's been things that have been spoken over us. And it's interesting. So sometimes there's things that are spoken but then the commissioning, the actual commissioning happens later. Um, you see Jesus in his life. He goes through 30 years. But the actual commissioning of the Holy Spirit happens at the age of 30. He has done nothing, no miracles, nothing before this time. He's just grown in the statue uh, of the Lord and in the, in the wisdom and the favor of, of, of God and man. But there has been nothing that was accomplished until the age of 30 when he actually, the, the anointing came upon him. And then he began to move in power. And so, um, so you see it now with Moses. You see it with, with Joshua. And then we were talking about just this, um, even Jesus, as he, washes, as he washes the feet of the disciples right before he goes to the cross. And they're about to be anointed with the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and there was that, that cleansing in a sense that, that I feel like there's, this, there's something with the feet that, we're, that he's calling us to. Uh, that there's an anointing that we're about to step in and we're going to take territory. And uh, let me say just about what your wife said. I just, um, so, do you want to say it? Uh, <laughs> we're all in the same meetings. We, we can both talk to whatever. We're <laughs> just back, back and forth here. But, um, but it was really cool. Uh, Rachel, as we were praying today, she just felt this uh, Ephesians 6. And uh, in Ephesians 6, it says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And, uh, and there's, a, there's an armor that we're putting on, but we're taking territory. We're doing the very thing that Moses did. Wherever he placed his foot, he took territory. Wherever Joshua placed his foot, he took territory. Wherever Jesus stepped, wherever he walked, he took territory. He gave authority to the disciples. When they went out, they took territory. And so here it is. We just feel like that we are, we are in a time where we are taking territory. Uh, it is, and it's not by our power, it's not by our might, it's by the Spirit. So in that same way, it is, that's this, this verse that I just uh, blanked on it, but uh, uh, that Ephesians 6.10, how does it go again? Uh, be strong in the Lord and, and in the strength or in the power of his might. So when we go out, when we do these things, when we're commissioned by the Lord, the thing we have to so be aware of is that it is not our own strength, it is not our own ability, it's not our own wisdom, it's not our own, it's not all the memorization that we've done of the scriptures. Uh, it's by the Spirit. He's the one that gives us the strength and the power. And so what we were seeing is right after Joshua 6 is, so here he's commissioned in Joshua 5. Joshua 6 is where he, he gets the plans and he's called to do what? He's called to go walk around the, uh, the city, walk around the city of Jericho. And this is what we were kind of seeing as we were praying into this. And we're saying, God, give us the cities. Give us Castle Rock. Give us Parker. Give us Denver. Give us these cities. What we were seeing is, is just as, as Joshua, what did he do? He walked around the city. He didn't have to do anything other than what he was called to do, walk in obedience. And I think what we were realizing is sometimes 
we're going out. We're like, okay guys, we're all going out. And everyone's like, what are we doing? Like this is, <laughs> we prayed for a few people, we walked around the city and we were done. And I feel like that's what was happening with Joshua, right? First day, what, what did we do? We accomplished nothing. We walked around the city, we did nothing. And then you do it again, you do it a second day, you do it a third day. And they're like, this is crazy, this guy's nuts. Like, why are we going out walking around the city? And I feel like sometimes this is what we're doing is we're walking around the city. We're going, okay, I prayed for a few more people. Like, this is not making a difference. We're not taking the city. And, and that is not our job. Our job is just to go and to preach the gospel. And, and in the same way, they told this is the, the command for Joshua was walk around the city. Who was the one that knocked the walls down? Who was the one that took the city for them? It wasn't Joshua. They didn't go, and we we're talking about it today, like they didn't go and every day like chip away at the wall a little bit, and chip away a little bit more the next day. No, they didn't touch the wall. All they did was walk around it, and then the Lord literally blew out the walls on the seventh day. And what was interesting, there's uh, somebody was saying this, I don't know who it was. Was it Peter? Talking about how the walls were actually... When they, were, when they were built uh, and that they were specifically designed uh, like with, to go inward. And so what, it was almost, it, it was impossible without God for a, the, that wall to actually fall outward. If it would have fallen, like just crumbled, it would have crumbled inward. Um, this is, yeah, this is what the archeologists have found. But what happened was the walls actually exploded outward and so everything, everything fell out, which was supernatural. Like, that, that would not have happened in the natural. Even with an earthquake or anything, it would have just fallen in. But they literally exploded outward. And I think this is what we have to get our head around is, is what God does is greater than anything we could do on our own power and our own authority and our own abilities. Um, our job is just to walk in obedience. It's just to abide. It's back to that. All we do is abide in it says outside, if you do not abide in me, you can do nothing. But you can abide, when you abide in me, then his supernatural power flows through us to accomplish what he wants to do, which, what he desires. We're just a conduit. So. Amen. That's good. I don't know if I want to add any more. Um, something that, that my wife, she was just feeling a burden is that thing of this is not by our strength. Um, we were talking about the 12 spies that went into the land initially and how, you know, 12 of them come back, only two go, let's go take the land. God's got this. He's with us. We can do it. 10 go, forget it. <laughs> this isn't going to work. Let's turn around. And she goes, my, my wife just said this and and I'm not uncovering her anything because she said this in, in our meeting. She goes, naturally, I know I'm the 10 spies. I know that, 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 you know that I would be one of those 10. She's like, but with Jesus, I want to be a Joshua. I want to be a Caleb. I want to be one who is strong in the Lord, not in my own strength. And I want to take Kasserot for Jesus. So there's that desire that we have. But then there's also the, the ask. So Lord, give us casserole. We step into that ministry of Jesus. The Father gave Jesus the ministry of intercession, Psalm 2. And he said, son, ask me to give you the nations. Now you and I are in Christ. We are in Jesus. And we step into that same ministry of intercession. And we ask Jesus to give us his inheritance, to give us the nations. And where does that start? It starts in our own city. It starts in our own region. It starts in our own neighborhood. It starts as we ask God, give us our block. You've placed me here. Give us our apartment complex. You've placed me here. Give us this city. You've placed me here. So give me Castle And then we go out. And in the going out, I just want to highlight something. And this, this was brought up. I'm going to go back to that abiding what does it look like when we go out? Well, one, we're led by the Holy Spirit and we follow his leading. But 
what we're feeling is one of the main things this looks like is love. Jesus says, abide in me, and my words abide in you, but then there's action after that. It's, it's greater love has no one than this and lay down his life for his friend, and I've called you to do that, that greater love has no one than this. I've called you to lay down your life. I've called you to love like I have loved. So as we are taking territory, as we are going out and preaching the gospel, we are laying down our lives for our brothers and sisters. We're laying down our lives for the lost, and we are loving them with the love of Jesus. And this is twofold. I mean, I, Mike, I actually want you to speak to this again, if you don't mind, and then lead us in prayer for the love part. But this is twofold. It's a decision that we make. We are going to obey the commandment of Jesus and to love as he loved by laying down our life. And we make the decision to go do that. But then we also pray for that empowering of the Holy Spirit to do that. Amen? Because when you make that decision, I'm going to lay down my life, I'm going to love as Jesus loved, you come to the end of yourself really fast. How many of you have ever experienced coming to the end of yourself of trying to love like Jesus? And then you ask for grace and fill me with love and fill me with your spirit. But it's not just asking and not doing anything. And it's not just doing anything and not asking. It's the both things. And so, what does it look like when we're going out? We're loving people. And I think, it, I just have that fresh memory in my heart. I'm sitting down next to this guy, John, in downtown uh, Denver, and just saying, hey, share with me your story. And then just feeling the love of God for him. But it was both action, but also, anyway, the presence of the Lord. So, Mike, just share about that abiding, and then why don't we just pray into that? Sharing. Yeah, let's, let's, would you come up and share that dream that you, that you had? Sharon had a dream, and it was about taking territory, taking ground. I had a dream a little while ago, and I've shared it a few times, that, that, uh, well, actually, I'll let Sharon share this first. First one, yeah. The one you just got. The night. The, the, the beach. Yeah, You're fine. I should have given you a little bit of work. It was May 27th, I think. So there, there was this pre-part of the dream, but the part that I felt led to share this morning that would probably be beneficial is, um, so there was this uh, prayer meeting, and we prayed in groups of three or four, and, and we were wrapping up the meeting, and the meeting was running a little long. And in the meeting, we weren't sure if we had accomplished anything. And so we... Um, But so then at that moment, that's the moment that it shifted into a vision. And the vision was really cool because I could see every detail. And it wasn't um, a people vision, it was actually a sketch. And within the sketch, it kind of had like watercolor, which is really cool. It's just neat how God is so creative. You know, he could have showed me people and, you know, land and so forth, but instead he did it with art, which is kind of fun. Um, but anyway, in the vision, there were huge, huge waves, um, just crashing, crashing, huge waves. And, um, on, and then there was a beachhead and a cliff, and I, I need gestures. <laughs> Here, can I stand on this side? Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah I, I gotta get my gestures in there. Okay, no, you're good. So crashing, crashing waves. The waves were going this way, and then the beachhead was, I don't even know, know what a beachhead is, and, that, and I was telling him, that's not my word, that was, a, you know, which is a confirmation that was God, because I don't even really, I had to look up beachhead. But anyway, this beachhead was a cliff, and the cliff kind of went out like this, and it actually had a lip, and went down, and actually as I drove in, there's a mountain over there, 
that does that. I thought that was, yeah, when I was driving into, no, into at the rock property, I looked to the right. So that was really cool. But anyways, very distinguished uh, rock where it kind of went, where it went out, and then the crashing waves are, are here. And um, a cliff with soldiers that look like knights taking the beachhead and, and then putting a flag of victory on it. So these knights were full on armor and had, you know, the beak kind of thing. They had their helmets down. So they were like in warfare. They weren't done. They were, they were in warfare. And then the, uh, the knight uh, was, I'm just going to kind of do it. flag and the and um, I can see the one knight in the flag re uh, reaching his arm out and lunging and putting the flag in and then there's two others I could see crystal clear and then there was a whole bunch of others behind and then uh, after I after that I you know was just curious and I'm like beachhead that's interesting so I looked it up and I loved this definition so you want me to read that too a designated area. But what's really cool, and what Sharon didn't know, is that in, I think it was 2018, and we were trying to go back and find it, but uh, the Lord had given us just a, uh, a word that we were, this is what the Lord said. He said, I want you to take the beachhead, and I want you to establish the perimeter. And so for about the last few years, we've been just praying into this and, uh, and seeing, and I think we're seeing aspects of it, uh, but that we're to take the beachhead and establish the perimeter. In 2020, uh, we had a kingdom family gathering here in February, uh, and um, another a guy who came in who didn't go to the church, he said, I see the rock as a beachhead, and it's an apostolic, what did he say? It was an apostolic... Uh, Apostolic, like sending center, yeah, and uh, which which ties into everything that the Lord has been calling us is just as a lighthouse, as a resource center. Uh, so we're seeing this as as we're there's a beachhead, and from the beachhead, this is where you can begin to take to take territory. And so the Lord said again, take the beachhead, establish the perimeter. And so go ahead, Sharon, you can share. So um, the beachhead. I'm going to read it slow, so kind of enter into the definition, because here we go. A designated area on a hostile or potentially hostile shore that, when seized and held, ensures the continuous landing of troops and material and provides maneuver space requisite for subsequent projected operations. Amen. So, Sharon, thank you for sharing. I love it because it's just, it's confirmation for everything that the Lord is, has us in and what we're doing. Do you want to share that piece or do we just want to pray? The John 15. Let's just pray. Yeah. All right. How do we want to do this? What's that? Yeah, parents, you got to get your kids in just a few minutes here. Um, but tell you what, everybody, just stand up. We're going to stand in the position. Assume the position, yes. Um, so let's just, I, I, yeah, I feel like, yeah, let's just allow the Lord even just to commission us in this time. But here's the thing, too, I feel is, is there's an ask for each one of us. Uh, the Lord, there's things that, that he has for us to do, but a lot of times he's actually, he'll put something on our heart, and then he wants us to ask. Uh, there's, there's, even in the, in the prayer where it says, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That, there is that ask there to say, God, I want your will on earth as it is in heaven. In uh, Psalm 2.8, it talks about, Ask of me, and I will give you the nations as your inheritance. Uh, and James it talks about it says you don't have because you don't ask. There's there's something powerful in the ask, but there's also something about when we ask, it also requires an alignment. And so 
that, that alignment of knowing his will and then walking in his ways. John 15 talks about it. It's about abiding in him, and we abide in him. And then out of that, there is an ask at the end. He says, I'll give you everything that you desire, everything that you ask. I'll give it to you. And so, so I feel like there's going to be a commission right now. Just, just allow, yeah, just put your hands out, like Randy over here. And uh, let's just invite the Holy Spirit to come. He's going to be the one that anoints us. And, and then our job is to go. It's like that Isaiah 6 where he anoints me. Actually, he puts the coal from the, from the altar, from the throne room. He puts the coal on Isaiah's lips. And then he says, your, your sins have been atoned for. And then he goes, now who will go for me? And Isaiah says, oh, here am I. Send me now. Because he's now been anointed to go. So, Lord, right now, just as our hands are out, Lord, saying yes to the things that you're calling us into in this season. Lord, I pray for that alignment to take place in our own lives. For some of us, it's going to require, just as our hands are out, it's going to require that we let go of some things. We, we can't hold on to the, some, some of the things that we think are so important in our own life and then actually hold our hands open to receive everything that he has for us. There's an either or. So Lord, I just ask in this time as we, as we hold out our hands, and it's almost it's a prophetic just sign, God, we surrender everything to you. We hold it out to you. We say, Lord, we can't do this in our own ability, in our own strength, in our own power, with all the things we've acquired, with the wealth that we have. It doesn't matter how much money or wealth or things that you ha we have, God, we put our trust and our hope in you. And Lord, I ask that you would anoint our hands. I ask that you would anoint our feet. Lord, that as we, as we go, Lord, that every place that we step, Lord, that we would take territory. Lord, we would release the blessings of the Lord. Lord, for every, every, every person that we lay our hands on, Lord, that we're actually, these are your hands. You've anointed these hands with the power of your Holy Spirit. So we don't go in our own ability. We don't go in our own strength. We go with what you've given us. And Lord, we say, use us in this time, in these last days. Use us for your glory. May you be glorified in our lives. As we lay hands on people, Lord, I pray that the power of the Holy Spirit would move in and through us, that we would actually see signs and miracles. It says your kingdom is not a matter of talk. It's a matter of its power. It's your power. So, Lord, I pray that your power would be released in and through each one of us. It doesn't matter if we memorize the entire Bible or if we know one verse. It's great to know the Word of God, and we want, to, we want to get to know it in our hearts. But, Lord, it's by your Spirit. It's all by your Spirit. And so we want that anointing of the Spirit. And then lead us in the Word to walk in your ways, that it would be a light unto our path and a lamp unto our feet. But, Lord, may we listen to your voice and just be obedient to what you say. It's that simple. All we do is we walk in your ways. And, and let me say this, I just feel like there are two things that he commands us to do above everything else in life. And, and part of abiding in him, because outside of him we can do nothing, the first is that we would love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength. That means, that means we surrender our lives to him. He empowers us he puts his Holy Spirit in us. And then there's the second part. And we can't do the second part without the first part and without receiving his Holy Spirit. But the second part is that we would love as he loved. And this is the part I feel like the Lord's saying, I'm raising up a new church. <laughs> I'm raising up my church to see in a new way, to understand love in a different way. Because the church hasn't understood love. The church is has been such a place of where there's so much hurt and backstabbing and 
things that dead and people people say things about people and there's offenses created and there's there's so much pain that can be in the church but God I believe is raising up through Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit a, a remnant a people that will truly love with the same love of Jesus may we be those that walk in your love that carry your love and that release your love and in that, in that abiding, it says that those that walk in my commands abide in my love. And then my command is this, love one another. So may we love well. May we love with your love as you empower us by your spirit. So I thank you for this commissioning. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Without your Holy Spirit, we're dead in the water. But by your spirit, we will live, we will move, we will have our being, and you will, you will empower us to do things that are mighty, things that are great, and it's all for your glory, that we're set on this earth for this very time to, to, to do your works, to do the good works that we've been created for. So, Father, I thank you for that. I bless every person in this place. I thank you for that commissioning as we go. That every day of the week, not just on Sundays after church, every day of the week, we would be your church. We would be your ecclesia that goes forth, that walks and takes territory, that lays hands on the sick, that preaches the gospel. And you say when the gospel is preached, you will back it up with power. Lord, I thank you that you're going to back up your word, your word that we speak from the word of God. We, you back it up with power, with signs and miracles and wonders. Lord, we bless you tonight. We thank you for your blessing to do your work in Jesus' name.